0: good evening everybody and welcome to the jimmy palumbo show that's right my name is jimmy palumbo and i am your fine host of the jimmy palumbo show i just like to say my name at the top of course this is show number 85 85 jimmy palumbo shows that is incredible we started out at one and now we're at 85 and of course joining me behind the glass is your friend and mine mr chris gucci chris how are we doing today
1: it's, i'm starting to get over it a little bit. Tuesday is here. Monday was rough because of the whole Packers getting drubbed for the third straight week and then the Yankees were eliminated. So, you know, it's yes, not really much a, to be you, you happy not about have a, on the sports front. You did not, not have having a good not having a good October, really, if you think yes,
0: about it. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, yep. All right. Well, listen, your Packers stink. And we'll hear more about that on the stinks list. Um, I predicted a year ago that the Brady Rodgers era would come to a shitty close. I was just a year or two off of that. Um, but you know what? Both, listen, both teams will probably the, still listen, be in the, the playoffs. The Packers like, have been – I don't think the Packers have been we'll, – we'll, we'll get into the that. NF, the on. NFC,
1: look at the NFC. There's some really – it's, it's like, like – Giant, The Giants are like a lock for the playoffs. Um,
0: anyway, this is show number 85. We'll get into that in a little bit. You know, when you mentioned number 85, Christopher, I was thinking of those 70s guys like Jack Youngblood and uh, Nick Bonacani. Then you got Art Monk, receiver from the uh, – well, he did Washington. I'll leave it at that. Uh, then you got you Jet fans out there. because The Jets are hot now. WW, Wesley Walker. But I want to go with two guys who really when all said and done. In my mind, one of them is clearly known for one play, probably to the end of time, sports time. And the other one is a big f- person – for me till the end of time. And that would be, first of all, we're going, the first guy is number 85, David Tyree. Now, not he had a huge catch in the 2007 Super Bowl. It was third and five. Uh, Manning rolled right, got his face pulled, knocked around, spun around, didn't know what he was doing, looking for his brother. Uh, and he threw a ball, floated it downfield. Uh, Tyree was well covered. Uh, I can't even think the guy's name of it by like an all pro
1: Rodney and Harrison,
0: Rodney Harrison, who hit him, chopped them, did everything proper defense and somehow David Tyree caught it off his balls, his face, his head spun around, kept the ball. And I thought it was incomplete live, but when you watch the highlight, you're like, damn, that ball didn't hit the ground. It's crazy. Um, but he also caught a huge touchdown and mm-hmm. to put him up ten ten seven. seven. People forget about that. And to me, that was just a great catch, a great moment. Uh, Definitely probably, you can argue, top five plays ever in the Super Bowl. Really? I mean, top five anyway. I would say. Uh, just a crazy catch. And the other guy is a guy I know you don't know, but he's big to me. Number 85 of the Giants from 1981, Johnny Missler. Two guys are driving on the road right now. Uh, in the huge Cowboy game for the year, because the Giants had to beat the Cowboys, and then the Jets had to beat the Packers. Now, the Packers weren't all that good, and it was Chester Markle days, all that stuff. And I can't think of the quarterback they had, he was, wasn't was good. Um, but the was Jets were Zach was it? Lynn yeah, Lynn Dickey? Dickey, I think it was Lynn Dickey, and uh, good one, good one there. And um, uh, the Giants, of course, uh, Joe Donello missing field goals, blah blah blah. But there was a huge third or fourth down, and excuse me for not knowing all this, and Scott Bruner hit Johnny Missler on a huge definitely more than 15 yard first down that just, now you got to remember I'm 16 years old. I had been going to games for three years. Lawrence Taylor. I'm yeah. You know, when you're 16, you're a complete jerk off. You don't know about the other teams. You're into your team. Uh, kind of the way all Cowboy fans are now. That's how giant fans were when they were 16. That might be the funniest thing I've said in two months. And it, it, it you, you're just, you're locked in. Your are clueless, and then Johnny Missler catches this ball. Uh, and, but I had the opportunity to meet – I met Scott Bruner when I was selling computer stuff at Clancy Paul in Princeton. And he came in, and I, I didn't know who he was because, you know, when you see a guy out of uniform, and he gives me his credit card and says Scott Bruner. I'm like, are you Scott Bruner from the Giants? He says, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, take the paper for free. You're out of here, you know. And I didn't know what to say to him because he was like – he you know, he took the Giants to the playoffs. Phil Sims got hurt and all that stuff. But, he, you know, Scott Bruner wasn't a great quarterback. But I didn't know what to say to him other than so the only thing that came out of my mouth was, hey, man, no matter what they say about you, you hit Johnny Missler on a huge pass. <laughs> he looked yeah. up at me like as if he probably hadn't heard the name Johnny Missler. And this would have been around 1988, so it would have been seven years later. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, 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 that was a that was a big play there, no doubt about it, you know. So uh, I, we had a few laughs over that. So I got to go with number 85. Uh, David Tyree and Johnny Missler. Who do you got?
1: I have two guys too. Um, one, I'm going to kind of gloss over because I don't really like him now post-career, but I did meet his parents in the airport, and that's Greg Jennings. Yeah. I was in Green Bay, and I was sitting there, and I was like, that looks kind of like Greg Jennings, but older. So I walked right up to him. I said, hey, are you uh... he's like, yeah, you know. And then he told me point blank to my face, this was week two of the NFL season. He said, my son's leaving Green Bay after this year. And sure enough, Greg Jennings is gone. And ever since that that offseason, he's been just a thorn in the Packers side as far as talking shit about Aaron Rodgers. So since then, Greg Jennings, not a fan of his. But the one guy that I do want to talk about, Corey Bradford, number eighty-five Packers receiver, he had two touchdown receptions in the game that Brett Favre gifted Michael Strahan the sack record. Oh, terrible. So it's terrible. a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a circle that, back. To on me, the that's Packers a top five. So so your guy, the first guy is Greg Jennings. And the second guy, Corey Bradford. Two Corey long Bradford. touchdowns from Brett Favre All right. on, so the, on that Jennings
0: and Corey Bradford and David Tyree and Johnny missler. I
1: also really? have an interesting backstory about David Tyree, which is almost okay. like not, not podcast friendly. But right. this well, guy, know. you know, in his post-career, just look up what he, what he found out that his mission was post-career.
0: All right. So there's like a negative on David Tyree. Yeah, man. He, he,
1: he said that the catch was a platform for him to speak out against certain things. And, you know, uh, definitely he, not he whole... highly scrutinized. It's like a religious kind of. Okay.
0: Know, well, listen, you know, I don't go there. I didn't look exactly. that up. I was just don't, I saw his, now you could blame me for not doing my research. No, no, you no. Know no. What? Well, I thought that's where you. you
1: were going. I was waiting for the story. I was like, is Jimmy no, really no, no. going to go there?
0: I, I guess maybe I should have, but let me be honest with you. I've always been this way because look at the, I've always been fans of uh, a fan of flawed. I mean, my favorite player is Reggie and I haven't D- read a nice thing about Reggie since he retired. I know, but like, I believe in at the time, I mean, you know, listen, you know what? <laughs> a stand-up bit with the guy would say, well, OJ was the best running back in the league but then He ended up killing people. Uh, Bill Cosby show is funny now. So I don't want to go there. I get it. I didn't really do proper research. I just remember that being a great play. I will do a little something and maybe next week I'll bust chops or maybe when I get up to 85 Patreon subscribers, I could, go. Uh,
1: we'll go back on
0: this, but I did not know. We, we don't, I'm not, I don't want to, I no, it's not even a big it deal.
1: It, it's not, it's not a huge deal. I mean, like, well, I, I think I'll, it's I'll look kind it of, I'll look it up. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. We don't, it we're not touching on it. I we didn't it. say it.
0: All right. I didn't say it. God bless, but he caught a big ball in the Super Bowl. That's all I mean. And Johnny Missler and Greg Jennings and Corey Brantford. Uh to my guest who's coming on. I, uh, if you can hear her, I can see you, I'll bring you in and we're gonna we had audio issues I'm gonna swing them in and if it works it works. But now we got to discuss patreon Chris, because we have an interesting thing. I am back stuck on 14 patreon and I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know what every time we stay at 14 I have to come up with another 14 and that would be Pat Kelly who played second base and third base for the Yankees had a huge a huge home run in Toronto in 1995 or 96 with the Yankees to make the playoffs. But here it is. Now, number one, Alex Stetsena, part of my Patreon. Um, And I saw him at the Rutgers game. And not only does Alex give me $3 a month to support this entertainment. uh, Alex. Also, I was online at the Rutgers game, having trouble getting a beer, the lady, the credit or credit card machine. This guy comes flying in, Slaps a twenty dollar bill on the counter. It says paid for this guy's beer. I look up and it's Alex D'Antella, and I said, "All right." She took the money. You know, he bought me beer and uh, peanuts, and uh, then I started laughing. I said, "Not only are you, uh, uh, you know, um, a, a Patreon subscriber supporting me, now you're buying me beers." So he's my favorite Patreon subscriber of the week, Alex D'Antella from Ramsey, New Jersey. Great musician as well. Also, Mary Eileen Riccardi, Mike Jamosi, my mom, Joe Palumbo, my cousin, Rob Pastor, getting involved, Kappa Sig back in the 80s. James Kanowitz, okay? He made a run for favorite one because he came to my comedy show on Friday night. Excuse me, check that, Saturday night. And uh, I was going to bust his balls because he didn't really get back to me on website stuff. But he showed up with his full family. And then another friend of mine, Robin, was there. Turns out they're like second cousins and there was a whole family reunion all because of Jimmy Palumbo's comedy show, Christopher. All right. righty, so that's James Kahneman. It's my web guy. Then you got my nephews, Jimmy and John Henry Riccardi and my also nephew, Eric Palumbo getting involved. Uh, my second, 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 second baseman getting involved. Michael Caprio here from the Omni cornhole My brother, Frank, who's been more than generous here at Shea Daryl Clark, my LSU uh, New Orleans Saint Brethren, and also Greg Casolino, number 14. So we're stuck at 14. So, listen, bottom line is someone's got to do another Patreon just to get me to 15. At least I can talk about somebody other than Pat Kelly and Lupinella. Pinella. All right. So, that's my Patreon. And please, everybody, go to Instagram, Facebook. I need all the support I can get. I'm growing the show little by little, but we need all that social media bullshit um, that you have to do in this day and age TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn which I'm live in right now, which a lot of people listen to. Um, And uh, so that's that. All right. Well, before we get into the, uh, the weight conundrum, I, uh, uh, I got to talk about my comedy. I just want to talk about my comedy shows this weekend. I I had a show Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Thursday show, bro, disaster. It took me an hour and 40 minutes to get to Freehold, New Jersey, Traffic right I get there it's in this room it was like a boring room the stage was like nine feet high without like a stairs you had to like hop up I looked I looked like boog powell trying to you know get down the dugouts dugout now, now I
1: wish I would have moved things around so I could go that's the one that you you left me a voicemail saying hey why don't you I'll be down down by you right oh, I man. wish you getting a chance to see Jimmy make a fool of himself is one thing that yeah. I'm picked
0: up So the room was tense. It seemed like all the comics weren't, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. And uh, I get on stage and I'm ready to go. And I only had to do like 20 minutes and the microphone, just like I have trouble with my podcast, it was a wireless mic and it was cutting out. Uh, and I'm on stage and it's this high stage. and It wasn't very big. And I'm looking at like one of the producers, like, Hey, you know, I'm just a talent here. Help me out. Like, Nobody was helping me. As a matter of fact, they were like, what are you doing? Keep going. And I'm like, well, it's not working. This is bad, bad production. And um, so uh, I ended up it totally, you know, screwed up my, uh, you know, it sucked.
2: <laughs> so
1: then it, what did I do? It messed up your vibe, I, man.
0: It messed up my vibe. I let the traffic get to me. I let, I was very, uh, you know, what I looked like, I looked like, I looked like Garrett Cole. I let the whole thing get to me and I ended up shitting the bed. Totally my fault, by the way. Um, I mean, it wasn't my fault. It was other factors, but like, you got to be a pro. You got to stand there and you got to deliver the past. And I did not, did not. So, so there I am all day Friday feeling like shit. And uh, now I have to headline two shows Friday and Saturday at the comedy cove in, uh, in Springfield, New Jersey. And you know what, dude, I bounced back really well. I was I, I was focused. I was like, I don't care if they're booing me. I'm coming out throwing hundred miles an hour. I had a pretty good show. Nice little crowd showed up. Uh, some friends and family showed up. So, which is so, nice. Verland-
1: so you were Verlander. So on I Friday was, you were Garrett Cole.
0: That's it. I was, I was, uh, uh, Verlander. I don't know what's going on, on my screen. Do you see that, Chris? I got to get rid of that. Um, yeah, I was, I, I did the job. I got it done. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I got to give a shout out to the the feature, the guy who did uh, 25, 30 minutes, uh, Gary Sharp. He was a great, great, great comic. He did really well. He's only been doing it, I think, three years. He came out there and he was, he, the audience just loved him. He had a good vibe about him and he got laughs throughout. It was really, really nice to see that. Um, and, um, and he also kicked ass on Saturday night. It was even better Saturday night. Um, and we both did really well. The funny thing was Friday, though, my buddy showed up my buddy Bobby and Larry, they were right in the front table. So it was like doing stand-up for them, you know? And I hear them giggling. I was doing, I did a lot of asides that I knew they would laugh at. But there was this smoking hot blonde right at the corner table, four feet from the stage. Because the comedy club was very, audience is right on top of you, like old school. Dude, this girl was lights out hot. Right? So I'm, I'm looking at this hot girl, like, how could you not acknowledge it? So I had a couple throwaways. But the weird thing was, she didn't laugh at one joke, not one joke. So there I am doing standup, and I'm not getting any jokes. I mean, Chris, you don't know that. That would be like you doing a podcast and no one's listening. Uh, well, if you're familiar with that at certain points, but you know, it's so bad when you can't, you can't get a, a hot girl to laugh. And after the show, I ended up bullshit with her and her friends, and. Uh, she was like, oh, my God, you were so great. You were so great. I'm like, well, you know, uh, maybe you're one of those
1: aloof kind of
0: chicks. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. You didn't laugh once. She goes, oh, I, See, I could, I
1: can relate to that, though, because there's times that I don't laugh and I think things are funny. It's just how I am. I know, but you're not a
0: hot blonde and you weren't sitting in the front row. That's
1: very true. That yeah. is very like true. Like, if it
0: was you, I would say there was a jerk off in the front row acting like a complete asshole. His name is Chris Gucci. But anyway, we had some good shows. Uh, I was happy about it. Felt good about it. Felt good to get it going. And um, so now I have um, a big show this Friday in downtown Oakland at Portobello's. Um, it's, a, it's a charity. So you're giving away, you're giving money to this Italian organization that gives back to the community big time. Uh, if you want to get tickets, it's at grunico.org. G-R-U-N-I-C-O.org. Tickets include... Food, uh, uh, dinner, dessert, wine, and beer, and a show. So uh, when you add it all up, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, So come check it out this Friday. All right. Well, Chris, it's time for the weight conundrum. I'm stuck again. Last week, I was stuck at 198. um, And I I was doing well. uh, So I lost a pound last week. This week, I'm back even at 198. So I held serve. And I think the main reason was I was bartending last night and I didn't eat all day and they had these bar pies. So I got to serve these bar pies all day. (laughs) All of a sudden I was like, we weren't that busy. It was raining out. You know, and I'm like, I just put it in the computer, 10 inch bar pie. (laughs) Next thing you know, this bar pie comes. And I thought like the other bartender would like, everybody would grab a slice. No, Jimmy Palumbo. University of Fat Bastard, I ate the whole pie, and it was delicious. And I was like into it. But then I realized I just sucked down an entire pie. It was embarrassing. But this weight conundrum is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. That's right, 42 Main Street. Absolute Eyewear, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937 or 732 732-326. 326
1: Eyes, you know I got you uh, on unfro- – you were frozen, so I was waiting for your reaction, okay. and then it froze. So I was we like, know, oh, we shit. We always
0: have – there's always interweb issues here. Uh, but go to Absolute Eyewear, Craig and Johnine Machon. He's my uh, right center fielder. Johnine's better than him in softball as well. They're great people, family-owned, full-service opticians, prescription eyewear, sunglasses, glasses for the kids, contacts. They get all kinds of really, really cool glasses there. They have Ray-Ban – Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Oakley. Not Charles Oakley. You know, I haven't done it in a while. I haven't done Jim Gordon. This is Jim Gordon alongside Dick Lynch. Ray-Ban looking, looking. Coach, he's got Coach. Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim sunglasses, Costa Del Mar, and Oakley. Uh, That's it. They are glasses for every budget including mine, $100 off a complete pair. If you put in JP Sports or Chop Sports, get yourself $100 off a pair of glasses. The best thing about them is when you go there, Chris, You when you buy something there, when you walk out and get into your car, you don't feel like a jerk off. They're nice people. They take care of you. Make sure it all fits the whole bit. Absolute eyewear. Go check it out. So they're my sponsor for my weight thing. I'm sure Janine is going to call me. Janine is going to say, hey, Jimmy, you suck, you fat bastard. But I held at 198 after I had a big steak dinner three nights ago and then a pizza last night. I've been eating salads, playing the pickleball, doing the whole thing. Um, so what can I tell you, man? You know, there's no other way to it's, – it's, it's the weight. It's, it's the conundrum. Of and all as,
1: as we enter the holiday season, I think it's time that maybe you just say, you know what? I'm just gonna be 210 pounds and say you know no, what? there's, there's I, no reason to. I will not give up. Torturing yourself. I will not give yourself. up
0: the shit. I will not give up. The we'll shit. see.
1: Uh, we'll see how you how you fare through these through the the holiday. Months. I, it's gonna to be I'm tough. i I
0: I need I know what I need. I need one good week, like a five pound week.
1: Yeah, right, right before Christmas. So then you could just put it all back on. Oh wait, maybe you'll do that around Thanksgiving.
0: See that you have no, fix. see, that's you know, what it is you sound like a bitter Packer fan.
1: No, no, no. But, I right. just have, I just look at the, oh, the outlook and I'm a realist. I know you're re- like have realist,
0: you're a realist. Uh, you know, from now on, my, my guests are only going to be fat bastards from here on in. Um, which uh, we may have one in, coming up in a few minutes. Well, listen, this weekend, let's talk about sports, kids. Um, my Rutgers McScarlet Knights four and three. They beat Indiana. Indiana's not a great team. I kind of predicted they were going to beat Indiana. Um, Rutgers played hard. They were down 14-0. The team ran back a kick. Then they drove downfield. They looked like, uh, you know, uh, the Packers three years ago. And after that, I don't think the Indiana really crossed midfield. Um, Rutgers shut them down. They ran the ball. Um, they got this kid, Brown, at running back who's tough, man. He's a freshman. He's big. He's strong. Um, he's just a good back. You can see it. I saw it at the scrimmage. Uh, he has speed. I like this kid. Rutgers kept it simple. They kept one quarterback in the game the whole time, uh, venerable and uh, he just got it done. And we, 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 we pretty much beat him up pretty good. The score that 14, nothing Rutgers has been getting beat in certain games, the Iowa game, the Nebraska game, where the the score is not indicative of how close the game is in the Indiana case. These, um, of how um, really Rutgers was beating them up pretty good. But I listened to your show, Chris, and I noticed I have a bone to pick with you, and you're going to jump all over me for this. I think you guys are shitty with Rutgers. You're right in Madawan, you got NIO guys that were Rutgers guys. There's like Rutgers – when Rutgers wins a game, to me, you, you Chop Sports should cut in live and go live for this. Uh, you guys are very dismissive of my the Scarlet Knights. I mean, I'm aware of where they are. They're 4-3. and three. They still have a shot for a bowl. They got to somehow go two and three. It's tough. They got some tough teams coming up,
1: but you guys are yeah, dismissible. But but it's just, look, I understand that there's a part of people that watch chop sports that are definitely Rutgers fans. Nobody is watching for our analysis on Rutgers though. I can't hear you. You see,
0: you see no, I stopped talking. That's why I was in shock. At what you just said. Well, you have no, some no. analysis. You don't think you should have some analysis, like a like a. Uh, uh,
1: no, because it will be like me saying what I think it's going to do in the weather in two days.
0: So just give a shout out. Well, you know what? It's a beautiful sunny day here in downtown Matawan, and it's a beautiful and, and day. And you know what else I scat-a-way. think too? I
1: I think that because of our show largely revolves around gambling in some ways when it comes to football, and you can't bet on coming. Rutgers, but you can't bet on Rutgers if you're from New Jersey. So we never we never have insight a uh, reason to talk about them.
0: But people don't. uh, uh, Yeah. Well, first of all, you can bet on Rutgers football. You just can't do it through the, you know, millennia. Yeah, I I
1: have. I have to jump through Vinnie. I don't. I don't. I don't need a Vinny in my life. You know what? Instead
0: of busting your balls, I'm telling you, show a little love for my Scarlet Knights. Um, they have five games left. Right? They play Penn State and Michigan. Those are losses. We're overwhelmed there. But I think Minnesota, Maryland, and Michigan State are. Not beatable. I think they're just uh, – they're winnable. There's a shot in each game. Maryland QB is always hurt. I think the Minnesota QB is hurt. And Michigan State's just – they're good, but they're not, like, on fire. Um, and I think Rutgers really – I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. We'll see what happens. They could easily finish 4-8, and eight, but they could easily finish 6-6. Six and six. All right, let's get right to it. My Yankees um, – uh, well, listen. Again, Jimmy Palumbo is so right, my analysis. I've been saying this all year. The whole world say, no, Jimmy, you don't know baseball. Batting averages don't count anymore. Everybody can bat under 225, and it's easy to win. That's how it works. And then I watch other teams, and all their batting averages are 260, 270, 250, 260, and all the Yankees' batting averages, which doesn't matter. 225, 220, 215, except for one guy, Judge, and this bit him in the ass. Good pitching, faced a brutally hitting team, uh, and they smoked them. Astros are better. They're good. The Yankees look scared. Um, they look like we can't win, uh, and thank God we never had to face the closer in, in, on Cleveland with the game on the line. We wouldn't have hit him either. Um, the Yankees had a, they had a good season, but really they had a good April, May, and June they were horrible since 4th of July and they got smoked and um, that's it. I got nothing else to say. I know you've covered it. Yeah. Chris. They just, yeah we've been talking. I mean, I, I know really you've been, get- you've been talking about it all year. The Yankees have played lousy for three months. I mean, the fact that they beat Cleveland, I guess beating Cleveland was kind of a miracle, really a younger team. You know, I think maybe Cleveland next year will beat us. The Yankees got some decisions to make. And we'll go let's, into that another time. Let's be real.
1: Going into the season, if you told me that the Yankees were going to make the American League Championship Series, I would have said, eh, I don't really agree with you on that one. I do not think the Yankees were that good. I didn't think, the I, I didn't think were they were good. going to win a series. And yet. when and they played you- as well as they were playing, <laughs> there, was, there was metrics that showed, look, this Yankee team is built for a collapse down the stretch. And I wouldn't say they collapsed, but they lost to a way better team. I love how Chop Sports Media is on my –
0: uh, on the chat room there saying when they get crushed by Penn state and Michigan we will cover it. That reeks that reeks of Sturcio, Does it? Someone's in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Dave, shout out to you, Dave Sturcio, the other owner of chop sports and the mojo hey, breaking, show.
1: breaking news. The Cowboys just traded for Jonathan Hankins.
0: Right. I, I know if you Google most overrated quarterback in the last 10 years, all I see is images of Dak Prescott. Anyway, that's another story. I think he's overrated. He stinks. He'd be. On, he's on my quarterback stinks list. But so is Daniel Jones. But we're six and one. Uh, I'm just busting Dave's balls on that. Well, listen. Uh, did you hear about the mattress guy uh, in Houston? The bet he makes. You know, he bets like three million dollars on the Astros to win uh, the World Series. But what he does is every mattress he sells, he says that you will. Get your money back. So what a great! I think it's the greatest sales thing ever. You write it. You bet three million that the Astros win. If they win, I think he gets like thirty-five million back, right, or something crazy like that. And if all your customers you bring in the receipt during the year and he wins, he wins the bet. He gives you your money back. That's almost like got to be illegal, isn't it? That's awesome. I thought the guy was just some. It's a great thing. If I own the shop, I'd be like, listen, if Rutgers goes to a bowl. I will, uh, you know, I bet that they'll go to a bowl, and if you win, I'll give you like four dollars off your mattress.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, $4. so you mean the guy that's that's rich enough as to where he could afford to make a three million dollar bet? Right. I think he could afford to give some people yeah. some mattress. And, but,
0: and, but yet, if he loses, he get probably with the sales he gets, he gets it back anyway. So, I mean, if you're a big Astro fan, you go to buy buy the mattress there. Anyway. Uh, the Knicks really quick. They're two and one early NBA. I don't want to talk much. I'm enjoying. I watched a little bit of them. They look like they're playing hard, uh, but it's, it's October. NBA means absolutely nothing. It is nice to see LeBron James. Finally, his team stinks. If I had an NBA stinks list, the Lakers would be on it. Um, and, uh, nobody cares about basketball. Now it's October. I get that, but I love this Randall Brunson Barrett thing. I think the Knicks, I think the Knicks are going to make the playoff. Um, Giants, the New York Football Giants. How can I not discuss this? But I waited till the end to discuss this because the Giants are six and one now. That everybody says they were the worst five and one team in the history of the NFL, and now you can make the argument they're the worst six and one team. Uh, something about this team, though, is just fun, man. The Giants have been so irrelevant. Not as do, you long know as what, do you know run. what the Giants For the last, remind of? Like, seven me,
1: years. Do you know what the Giants remind me of a little bit? And I, I guess you could take some parallels, and then obviously there's ones that just but this season of the Yankees, where it's like they weren't really expected to be as great, they're coming out yeah, could, guns blazing. And obviously, it, you it know that it, as expectations grow with the Giants,
0: yeah, but you know, it's going to be I, that I, much I, shittier when they but, lose. But, but, but the, Yankees they had, the Yankees had expectations coming in, um,
1: uh, yeah, bigger, bigger expectations than the Giants. But, but,
0: well, listen, listen, the Giants are six and one. Let me tell you what that does. Okay, the Giants haven't. Uh, That means that pretty much for the next five or six weeks, we're going to be in the playoff hunt. NFC stinks. Everybody's got like three losses already. Um, If the Giants end up being six and six or even six and seven with three, four games to go, they're going to be in the wild card hunt, which is all you really want as a fan when your team is not that good heading in. Now for some teams, you know, uh, they want division like teams like the chiefs and stuff, but they're above the rim. I like this team. It was a wild finish. The, the guy caught that ball. If he just spun one way or the other, he would have went in. Game would have been over. And I put the blame solely, the blame for that last try, 100% solely on Saquon Barkley. Because he stepped out of bounds not once. The second one was brutal. You got you, you to gotta not go out of bounds, bro. You can't go out of bounds. They have no timeouts. But do you did you see the first time he stepped out of bounds? He stepped out of bounds early in the drive on a first down run where all he had to do is, is, you know, is he like tried to get more yardage. He, you cut in, you cut towards the middle of the field, you go down, they burn their third time out there. There would have only been, I don't know it was, it would have took 40 seconds there. And then yeah, at the they, end of they the They left game, the
1: door open and it almost burned them. Literally almost one yard them. short.
0: One uh, yard short. But you know what? That was like the fun, exciting game. Giants are fun. Um, I'm loving every minute of it because we've been so bad. I think we're well coached. I think the Giants have a new culture in the clubhouse, maybe talent level. Listen, I I will go. I'll bet my life on this. I can't believe how good Daniel Jones is. I watch these other NFL games and every team has like stud receivers. And we got you and Dave at wideout. I I, I, I It's awful. Our receivers stink. And this guy's getting it done. I'm telling you, if he had, if he had a if he had even a top 17 receiver in the NFL, Daniel Jones would be, he's playing fine. He's running the show. He's running. He's passing when he has to, making smart plays. He's not the best quarterback. He's never going to be like an Eli Manning or a Peyton or any Rodgers. Never going to be like that. But the kid's playing hard. And if you ask me, he completely deserves for the Giants to pay him something next year. I'd re sign him as of now. They just need a wide receiver. But listen, Giants can easily lose. They can finish 6-11, and 11, but it's fun, and I'm enjoying it. Which brings me to my stinks list, CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Now, Chris, you know, if you go to a barbecue and you go, uh, you see a cornhole level, right, The cornhole board, and they're not level. Doesn't that freak you out? They're flat. They're too much on an angle. So what do you do? You go to CornholeLevel.com and you buy these things for $19.95. You get 20% off your order if you put in JP Show. And what you do is you put this thing on the board and it levels everything, to fro, up, down, around. It's great. It's CornholeLevel.com. It's owned by my second, second baseman, Mr. Michael Caprio, who always wore a shitty med hat during our games, which annoyed me. But he's got a really good guy, great for the kids, great for uh, stocking stuffer day here at Shea. Get this thing, especially like me. I hate cornhole. This is such a great gift to bring to someone's house. You want to bust their balls and say, hang on. It's not legitimate, not legitimate. And you do the thing. And it lo- it's like this thing. It clicks right onto the hole of the board. You level it and you take it off. It's awesome. So go check it out, cornholelevel.com. And let's go to the stinks list. I'm sure Chris is going to enjoy this one. Not much has changed, really. I got the Buffalo Bills at very good. The New York Jets at very good again. Dolphins stink, Patriots stink, Ravens average, Bengals average, the Browns and Steelers stink, Titans average, Colts stink, Jaguars stink, Texans stink, Kansas City Chiefs just gonna give them a good another week in a row at at the G spot. Uh the Char I think the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos, I think they all stink too. Overrated over there. So I'll put them on the stink list, but that could change as time goes by. Now. The best division in football, the NFC East. I have the Philadelphia Eagles at very good. The New York Football Giants. I have to give them very good. They're six and one. Can't change that. Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to keep the Cowboys at good, but they're going to start. They're they're entering VG territory right there. Uh, I'm going to put the Commanders at average. First time the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins, The Commanders have been average. Uh, upgraded to average. Minnesota Vikings. Very good. Packers, Bears, and Lions. They all stink uh tampa bay the the nfc south is all four stink buccaneers falcons panthers saints stink nfc west seahawks average rams average and the 49ers and cardinals both stink i predict that may change as the year goes on so that's it we have 19 stinks up from 14 we have six averages we have two goods and five very goods. The I fact say- that you
1: the fact that you could realistically, and this is all I'm gonna say, you could you you could rebuttal if you want, but you have the Jets and the Giants at very good, and you have the Chiefs at just good.
0: Yeah, you know why? Because it's fena- it's so very good what's going on with the Jets and Giants. And listen, it's my list. And it changes. I will say the very good list has a very good chance of changing as the season goes on. And I think some of my stinks could turn around, um, especially with some of the teams I have is stinking. So, but listen, smile They stink. Some teams stink. That's why it's the called Chiefs, The, the Chiefs just
1: dropped like 45 points. They scored on every possession they had against the, one of the best defenses in football in the 49ers. I, okay. Who, who you just, have on the stinks list.
0: I just – no, I don't. No, I have the Chiefs as good.
1: You had the 49ers on the stinks list.
0: Yeah, 49ers stink. Come on. No. What's the real? No. They stink. All right. Well, that may change. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll check with my uh, my counsel on this Jimmy Plumbo stinks list. I just checked, and I think it's a very accurate poll. It's for the guy sitting on the couch and his team stinks. Anyway, so, um, well, that's my stinks list. And now I think it's time to. Uh, I want to try to bring in a guest here. He's been sitting there very patiently. Um, Now, this guest is very odd, very interesting because he just reached out to me, Chris, and he said, hey, Jimmy, I'm a fan of yours. He was lying. And I'm a big fan of Beer League, which I I don't think he was lying there. And he actually used to eat at the Lindhurst Diner where we shot the famous diner scene. And he's an actor and a producer. And we're going to go live right now with him not knowing if his audio works. So, Chris, you said not to do this, but we're going to try it right now. Here we go. All right, Gerard, are you there?
2: Hello, guys. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes. Yes, we get. you look a little blurry, but that's because you're using a shitty laptop. That's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm Jimmy Palumbo. This is Chris Gucci nice behind the glass there. Uh, all right, well, listen, bottom line is you're an actor, you're a producer, you're a Jersey guy. Um, I looked you up a little bit, buzzed around IMDB and the Instagram and the TikTok and all that. And uh, I always find it funny when someone has a movie shot in New Jersey, Chris, and they didn't cast me, yet I have them on my show. What do you think about that, Chris?
1: <laughs> I mean, why don't you ask him? He's sitting right there. I, mean, exactly I, I right. You know what I think about it.
0: <laughs> so listen, I'm only busting uh, Gerard's balls. Gerard Gorilli. now, tell me a little bit about yourself,
2: man. Philly what do you got going on? What's going on with this movie, Dress Code? Tell me all about it. So first off, thank you both for having me on the show. Uh, I'm super excited to talk about my new movie. Uh, it's called Dress Code. It's about a boy born into a life of crime, and uh, it spans over a decade. And it basically has a lot to do with family dynamics, and the character is searching for happiness, you know, and he's on this journey. And the movie has so many hidden secrets, and it's definitely a character piece you know, I'm definitely inspired by movies like American Beauty, um, Revolutionary Road, Angley's The Ice Storm. Not sure if you're familiar with any of these films, I but am. I am. A lot of these films definitely resonated with me. And, um, you know, that's it, we basically told a very powerful character piece that I'm super proud of and super excited to uh, get out there. All right. Well, let me ask
0: you some questions. Now, you, uh, you, you play the lead character as well? Yes. You play Bobby Russo in The Dress Code. Um, now, you you the—you the, uh, you,
2: you produced this, you acted in it. Did you direct it? Like, fill me in on your crew a little bit. No, so in 2013, I met, um, I guess you could say, my writing partner. Uh, his name's Peter Panagas, and he's phenomenal. And we met at a film festival in 2013, and um, I cast him in my last movie. Never acted before. But similar to you, you know, he always picks, like, the sports lines, who stinks, who doesn't stink. So he never acted like before. <laughs> I'm not by a Packers fan. By the way, Chris, Chris
0: is a huge Packer fan, and the Packers have been good for, like, the last 45 years. So it's they lose nice in to a row. I, I, I gotta, I
2: gotta, it's, <laughs> yeah. So Pete and I, I met, know. and then um, I told him I, <laughs> I told him I had this idea, and he ran with it. And as you know, Jimmy, you're an actor. It starts with good material. If the material's good, the rest of the rest of the movie kind of flows. The true. writing's good, the acting's good, and then everything just kind of flows. And I didn't go to film school. I didn't, you know, my school was basically watching movies. And I'm just a hey. guy with a passion and a dream. And here I am right now sitting with you fine fellows. I, I love it. I
0: know you also um I was down at the Comedy Code this weekend and you shot a movie there. Yeah. Um which is funny, even though I, did, I I don't, I didn't know, I, I know of Gerard, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you, you hear people's names, blah, blah, blah. So he did contact me out of the blind. and I, you know, I, said, oh, hey, I saw this guy it ought to be fun because I yeah. love this is the kind of guy, you know, uh, in terms of these projects, these low, low budget film projects that you get launched, but, and you have other, other stuff. You did a movie called hard laughter, which is on Amazon prime, kind of a salute to John Belushi and comics that are, Maybe a little Artie Lang too in there. One hundred
2: percent. One hundred percent Artie. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I know people did the John Belushi thing, but I'm like, I'm guessing it's Artie, uh, who you know I'm I didn't see the movie yet. I will um, but uh Gene over there at the Comedy Club said you guys shot some scenes there, which is cool. Yeah, well, tell we me a did. little bit about that one.
2: So that movie basically came about because I wanted to get the rights to a John Belushi story, but you know how it goes, people are you know, sensitive and and it's tricky to get the actual rights to like a specific story. So
0: You got to pay money too.
2: Exactly. So what I did was I was like, well, what if we did this story about a comedian from New Jersey and kind of use inspiration from Artie Lang or John Belushi or Richard Pryor or Robin Williams. And basically like these comedians who are so intelligent and so talented, but yet behind closed doors, they're suffering, you know, and that's what basically I kind of wanted to demonstrate with hard laughter. And you know, like it's on Amazon Prime, so I'm plugging that. <laughs> if you guys yeah, you want to watch, I gotta
0: I gotta I got an industry question to ask you. Sure. So you shoot this thing. I'm sure you did the festival circuit, which we did with a movie called Game Day, which led to Beer League, and we got mm-hmm. in about 13 film festivals, I think. And we won best screenplay or best something, uh one of the things. Um you, you how did you get it on Amazon Prime? Just by submitting it and they say we'll put it on or is it something yeah. is it pay to play? They say we'll throw it on here and if it gets 10 Yeah, so basically family, there's
2: it- this serv- there's this Amazon service called uh Prime Video Direct and they review the content and everything else. You have to like meet like you know, all the criteria stuff that they're looking for, and then they put it on for streaming. But now Prime for independent filmmakers, which is kind of bullshit. They, um, they eliminated short form content and documentary content, probably because like if you're submitting, like, for example, like a documentary about COVID, certain people feel like more sensitive than other people. So
1: right.
2: they stopped submitting unless you have a, a distributor, they kind of stopped accepting that kind of content, like short form right. and, and documentaries. But, yeah, there's a service that does it um you know and then you know how you get
0: you you get paid on per click per rental yeah it it goes
2: based upon like minute streamed so like if you're taylor swift taylor swift is making millions on like streaming platforms but um usually goes by minute per base but you know for me jimmy and i'm sure you could relate to this as you're an actor yourself for me it's not really about the money it's like well, it's, about telling, it's about telling telling someone
0: you're on Amazon and also telling someone to go check out your work and they can do it by going on exactly. Amazon which I will exactly, do you know probably this mm-hmm. week to watch that because I I'm, I'm yeah, in been that
2: 100% I've been auditioning for things for the better half of 10 years I've had callbacks I've had so many things where I was so close to uh, uh so dude, you're you know, talking you to gotta,
0: you're talking to the wrong guy with close stuff man <laughs> you
2: know? yeah i could, I we, mean, we could probably,
0: um, you know uh you know, listen, I was between me and Joe Rogan when it came time to do a podcast. No, I know what you mean, man. I, I, Chris is laughing at that one. Yeah. Listen, I've had many plays at the plate. Some it was uh, questionable calls and I was out. Others I was hung up in a rundown, thrown out easily. <laughs> yeah. I've also yeah. had where well, I never, uh, I put, you know, Joey Gallo for a long time. Wow. Um, you know, it's hard. Uh, the show biz- business of show uh, is, is, uh, is a pain in the ass. Um, it is. So now let me ask you, so you uh, you got this movie. I'm saying you have a big screening on November 20th um, of Dress Code, your new uh, mob film. And where is that going to be at?
2: That's going to be at the Cranford Theater in New Jersey. Oh ah, do- it well. So we're going to November- be releasing a trailer within the next, I'm going to say, two weeks or so. and then That's we're a gonna Sunday, drop- right? Yeah, it's a Sunday night, Cranford Theater. Awesome people. We got the whole I'll theater to us.
0: Yeah. I'll Try to get people down there. I can't make it, which I gotta discuss in a minute. Why? You'll know why when you stay on the show. Yeah. But I'll try to get people down there. Plus, I wanna—I'll make you give me a copy of it so I can look, or give me a stream, <laughs> whatever the hell you
2: do. Uh, now, let me ask. So, you know, you—you uh, you, where'd you grow up? What town? I grew up in uh, Belleville. Not sure if you're familiar with Belleville. I but, uh,
0: am. Of course, we—you uh, know—so you're talking about Vidiello's, one of my favorite bakeries,
2: yeah. which I heard just closed, devastated. Yep. There was something
0: yep. about their bread that was so good. It we was the best, man. On. My mom
2: would gift me like uh, Italian bread for uh, for my birthday sometimes. Uh, I would it, actually it, look, I would actually look forward to it, you know. And uh, then like, you know, during the pandemic, they closed, and it was like, it was like a sad thing. Like we all sat right. there as a family on Thanksgiving. My mom was like, you know, the videos closed, and we were like, <laughs> no. <not>
0: go- <laughs> you know what's great about? What kind of bread it is? It's a kind of bread, Italian bread, where. You get, you get a loaf, you put it in your car in the front seat, and say you got a 45-minute drive. Yep. You have to get two loaves because the first loaf is for your drive there because by the time <laughs> you get it, it looks like a cockroach got through it. It's only like this long. Yeah. You know? Like That's you, read, great. you got crumbs all over your shirt because it had yep. like a hard outer uh, – I, I can't even – I don't how to describe it, really. I want to say more of a kind of a baguette style, but just delicious. My Uncle it's Gene special. used to get him. Yeah, getting me for years. We always had that. You put a little, you slice that. You put a little butter on it. Put it in the
2: oven for a little bit, crispy. Oh,
0: I miss that. I hope they open up again. Um, yeah, I'll there's, go. there's
2: rumors. There's rumors circulating that they're gonna reopen in a new location, but who who knows, man? You know, right? At least we got the memories, so. though. We do have the Are memories make- of the yellow yeah. bread.
0: Well, you make sure you contact me when they open up. So of course. now you also, uh, you're obviously you're near the Lindhurst area. And that's a weird connection because we shot beer league, the famous diner scene at the Lindhurst downtown Lindhurst, the yep. Lindhurst diner. And you were mm-hmm. actually been in that diner. I guess you were in the original diner and then they expanded it. Yeah. Um, and I thought they, someone said they closed. I was like, no, you can't
2: get rid of all my good diners.
0: Yeah. Um, so you were always in the Lindhurst diner, huh?
2: Uh, it's actually Colonial Diner, but it's it, but it is in Lindhurst. They're, so right. Lindhurst Diner was that's an actual band, diner. That's a
0: terrible mistake by me. It's Colonial. <laughs> diner. Not
2: really. No, man, you're right. You're right on. You're right on. Q. That's fine. But um, yeah, so Colonial Diner. Um, yeah, it's it's tremendous, and we actually shot a scene at the Colonial Diner where you shot Beer League. Okay. And to make matters even more interesting, the
0: same booth. Did you shoot in the same booth? Was there? There should be a little placard. That <laughs> there, says,
2: should be. there should be. Jimmy Palumbo, Ralph great, Macho, yes.
0: and Artie Lang shot the infamous beer league diner scene here <laughs> with a side order account. you know what.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you could say it. It's fine. No, I don't
0: <laughs> know. I Somebody's live. It's going live. You can't talk like that. Yeah. Um, but yes. So yeah. So you shot a senior. That's great. Yeah. I, so I, the, now the I, I got to see them. Who...
2: Yeah. So to make matters even more interesting, where you guys filmed your scenes at Beer League, for Beer League at Tamblyn Field in Rutherford, that's right. That was my high school uh, varsity baseball field when I played at St. Mary's. Oh, Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. So I graduated. Artie, yes, in, that was
0: a, that was a baseball field. Now that I think about it, it yeah. So I was easier to shoot.
2: I hit a rocket there. Uh, actually, not Artie Lang is not the only guy that put it over the fence there.
0: I know but you I were playing it, baseball. It he was playing fence. slow pitch I put, softball. I put
2: that's it over. That's a
0: short, that's a short portion left, bro. God, is come
2: it though? What is it? Like, I, I'm gonna God, say come on. I hit a rocket, though, man. It, it was a, it's,
0: it's got a low fence. Chris, I wish you could. You know what? I'm gonna make Chris <laughs> watch Beer League now just to see if we can figure out if that's a decent shot or not. It's got a low fence. Well, I mean,
1: any anything that's like 300 feet plus is a decent shot. I don't care what sport. Baseball, uh, I,
2: 300, I, I, 300. I think it's
1: I think it's more 285, 290. I don't know. In the, the
2: background somewhere. Did that, how hard was that ball I hit against North Arlington? <laughs> See that? He said it was crushed.
0: I, I have guessed, and now i got to listen to your old man uh, tell you that you hit when you were a little boy, you <laughs> yeah. hit a home run. Tell your yeah. father he's a jerk-off, and if you can hear me, <laughs> I don't want to hear his shit. Unbelievable. <laughs> yep. I know where you yep. live. Why yep. why you go to, go to Vidiello's. Get me some bread, for Christ's sake. When they open, All right, so I you, got you. When they so open, so you graduate high school. Yep. Did uh, you, you go to college? You always this film thing. Was it in your system? Or you, you know, it wasn't.
2: Um, I studied at. I went to uh, Upright Citizens Brigade UCB in New York. I know it well. When they were open, uh, I, did the so whole, I did the whole. I did the whole writing program for sketch writing. I did uh, improvisation. I was in an improv group for a while. Uh, yeah, that was man. a lot of fun, man. It helped. It helped me like not only like as a performer, but it helped me with like basic social skills, man. Cause you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes it's awkward to like talk in front of people or to like, you know, start a conversation with, 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 Listen, a stranger, they, you some know, some of these
0: community, uh, community programs in different, uh, different, uh, cities in New Jersey, they actually have these improv classes. And uh-huh. one of the things they say is like to open, to get you to open up. Um, yeah. you know, when Artie and I did improv, Back in the day, it was like shitty improv, like one word story. Yeah. And Artie and I came from the style of you start the scene, and within seven seconds, you had to have a one liner. Otherwise, yep. you got off. It was so yep. not like, you know, the <laughs> yes end. We were like, no, but get a laugh, yeah. get off. And some of the people hated us because we would like, we would do, we would do like shitty material.
2: We'd get laughs, though. We didn't care. Yeah. Well, we See, weren't exactly. Like it, it, informed, it should be, right. you should be able to improv like that. UCB was great school, shout out to them. But like, very structured, very structured, yeah. very yes and. Sure. That's and the way it very, should be. Very that. structured. That's very the way. Stru- that's how you get better improv. Yeah, yeah, and that's
0: that's how you. I, I never really got to do it that way because that's not yeah. what. I joined this group with Artie, and but the funny thing is, it led to he got on Mad TV and I got on NBC. So our yeah, path it worked. worked. But you know, I, I I saw an improv show about five years ago, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'd be dead in the water." <laughs> yeah, you like, I would I would look like Joey Gallo, uh, swinging for the fences. But uh, so that's cool. So you did all that, and then you got the. Now you got you got agents, managers. You, are you doing the actors' access to backstage backstage? Yeah, so I have a manager.
2: I have a manager here in New York that you know he sends me out. I actually just read for um, Mrs. Maisel last week, and I know you were on an episode of Mrs. Maisel, right, oh, Jimmy? Oh, great! Good for you. Yes. Yeah. I was. So I read for that. It was a small part, but you know, like small parts lead to bigger parts. And- hey. You know, There's no such thing as that. You got lines. You're gonna get
0: paid, and yeah. are you uh, you doing the Screen Actors Guild thing? Are you uh, eligible? I'm eligible. Or? I
2: just haven't mm-hmm. I haven't joined it quite yet. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it. Let the
0: uh, my advice there is let the game come to you. Yeah, when, when it's right, um, you know, when it's do it. You know, when you get the right booking, and you got to join, and you do what you got to do. That's how. Yeah, I do you're, it
2: right. Anyway. you're right. You're
0: um, right. Some people end up getting into SAG or after well, at the time. Uh, yeah, you, know, you get into it's SAG after now. Mm-hmm. And their resume, you know, it's almost like saying to a high school kid, hey, I'm gonna let you all, I'm gonna let you try out for the Giants in yeah.
1: football
0: this week. Yeah. And oh, I'll go for it. And you get there and you're like, Oh, I'm not yeah. ready for this, you know. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean you're not good, it's just mm-hmm. you're not quite ready. You don't know what you're doing, um, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but no, then again, some kids, some people hit home run in their first at bat and they're off the races. So, uh, yeah, so that's cool. So you did all that and then you started getting into this filmmaking thing. And so, um, how much do you owe your father now after all this?
2: (laughs) Uh, I think another, I think another bomb, I think another bomb at 36 years old would satisfy him. So, Tamblyn so your
0: dad—I—I I understand your dad's producing these films. I understand now, that he's helping voice?
2: me out. Yeah, we we work together. So, what we do is um when I'm not acting or making films, I run a huge sports photography company. So, okay. for for instance, like, did you play football or soccer or anything as a kid?
0: Uh, I played. Remember? Uh, you remember oh, yeah. like the day you get the pictures and all that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like that's nice money there.
2: Yeah. So remember your team and individual photo, for instance, like where, where I did it
0: with my daughter with soccer. I mean, I played, I played little league a hundred years ago, but my daughter did like kinder kickers and she was only like, you know, seven months old. It seemed like they had her kicking the ball around. And then they had a photographer. We got the team shot and I'm sitting there in the background as a coach, even though I don't know the rules to soccer. And then they got the, end. we bought him. It was $55 for three shots. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You do for all the towns around and all over. Yes,
2: yeah, so we're actually pretty enormous, man. We're in like seven states, actually a little bit more. We're in like Delaware, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, oh, shit, New York, New. We got We got ah. leagues in Florida. Yeah, we're crazy. Okay. It's going, as Good you can. You. I'm actually in my office. I'm not sure if you can see, but there are sports backdrops behind me. So okay,
0: yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's cool. That's so, that's a big and dad, yeah. you got so you. What do you have? Franchises in all the states, or is it just? Uh,
2: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, what do yeah. you do? Like,
0: go up. You go up to a photographer and say, "Hey, go under our banner, and you take the shots." Is that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, you know, it's helped a lot too, like Facebook with uh, marketing and stuff like that. Because right. a lot of these youth leagues have Facebook leagues. So, what I'll do is I'll send them a proposal with like my pricing and stuff like that, and then that's how that works. Right. You know, I love. And then it, it goes to like it. a board to oversee it, and then yeah. But what, hey, what's listen. great about my business too is it helps me, you know pursue this venture of acting and filmmaking. You know, it helps it helps finance my independent films. Yeah, and
0: I wish yeah. uh that's awesome. I wish uh I could have done a much better job at that in my youth. Um yeah. maybe I thought I was gonna be a big star and I always thought I was gonna hit the home run. And it's still working hit, though, Jimmy. You're doing I hit, it. I hit a lot of doubles, but you know uh that's my one word of advice. It's a uh, show business home run derby. Uh yeah. And uh, a a rocket off the wall means nothing. But uh, listen, that's really cool. So listen, Gerard, let me make sure I got everything right here. I want to make sure everybody knows about what's your Instagram. You're at, uh, what do you got? Dress code, the movie? Dress code,
1: movie? You can
2: follow uh, my movie, Dress Code. It's Dress Code Movie on Instagram and Facebook. And then my personal Instagram is uh, gfresh630.
0: Gfresh, really?
2: Well, I mean, could you, yeah.
0: Could you be any more guinea, G yeah. Fresh? What do you? Why did? Why you wasn't I it as
2: the Guido in Beer League, bro? Too bad I was too oh, long. Why? Yeah. Who played that guy? You
0: were too young, who and now you're that G guy? Fresh.
2: You I should have been that fresh? guy, buddy. Are you the kind of guy I
0: meet at DJs on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah, me and my buddy G Fresh. Yeah. I, you know, I want to go. I would be J Fresh,
2: right? What do
0: you think, Chris? <laughs> Chris Fresh, C yeah, Fresh, the, J
2: fresh. Yeah. fresh. I love it. I love By it. the way, Chris, uh, my girlfriend and her family know you very well. They said, and they, they they said nothing but nice things about you.
1: Yeah, I know them well. Tell them I said hello, and um, you know, I hope to see them soon. I've been actually doing doing some business with. I know a, a very close friend of theirs that I'm going to run into tomorrow, and he's like a mutual friend of both of our families, so maybe we'll be able to link up. I haven't seen them in a couple years, but tell them I yeah. hope you are doing well and hello. That would be great. Yeah, this is like We're a mob movie. movie. Everybody yeah. knows
0: each other over here. See that, that the Jimmy Bravo show
1: man.
0: Chris, you know, I am you the know
1: Jimmy's from, lead from Colonia liaison. too. Jimmy's from Colonia too. You no, know, my girlfriend,
2: she told me that she she because she looked at the um, you know, yesterday's what? post and she was like, Jimmy's from Colonia, and I go, Get the
0: fuck what's your now? what's your what's her last name? Do I know the family? You know to say it?
1: I, I don't I don't think so. What is Jimmy. it? like they're they're more other they're my, more in my generation, yeah. Like definitely you yeah. know, yeah, they're younger. we grew oh, up see, with the family, yeah. all the sports, right, so we played so uh, sports teams and uh, shit.
0: So it's like 15 years before me, that kind of thing. But I'm sure you all went to the St. John Vianney Fair, after, I would say and, after
1: uh, you, but 15 yeah. years after. <laughs> after, excuse me, after.
2: Did you guys go to St. Gerard know. Festival this year? No, uh, I, haven't, you guys.
1: I, I haven't gotten to do anything fun in about three or four years, honestly.
0: Yeah, well, oh, here we go. Oh, Jimmy, shut up, bro. Shut up.
1: <laughs> the doom and gloom you know, is real yeah, right now.
0: Yeah. Yankee, Yankees get swept. The Packers haven't won in a month. And Chris is. <laughs> Chris sounds like.
1: I'm ready to mail those, it in. One of those
0: uh, Jimmy, animated
2: Jimmy, characters. Jimmy, I know you're a baseball fan too. Remember the name, Adley Rushman, baby. Oh, I know all about
1: Adley Rushman. Come on, man. I've Who's been that? buying let's into go, Adley Rushman. Let's go. Card.
2: Who Adley Rushman.
1: He's, he's on my to do list when it comes to collecting. You know, I'm Who's in Adley on Adley the sports collecting. Who is he's a catcher that? for Baltimore.
2: He was the number Baltimore? one. pick. Yeah, he was the number yeah, one pick. He, uh, what
1: year was he's this? He's legit. He's the best he's catcher great, in baseball man. right now.
2: Where's yeah. he from? Oh, what do you go? I went. To, I think he went to Oklahoma State, but he was drafted number one in uh, 2019, like the first pick in the country. Uh,
1: you yeah. know good. Orioles about are on the kind of rise, rise, man. Okay. Are you an Orioles you fan? Is that why we're hearing about this? Big time no? Orioles
2: fan. Yep, that's my uh, team. Well, you know what's going to happen then? Orioles. No to matter Ravens. how good, no matter
1: how good he is.
0: He has a chance to play for the Yankees, Mets, the Dodgers, or the Red Sox.
2: <laughs> that's the depressing. That's the depressing yeah, listen, part I about think
0: it. I think the Orioles are the best minor league system, a team uh, in in the Major League Baseball. It's oh so yeah, the future have.
2: is super bright, oh, and God. it's yeah. going to be
0: so bright. And after four years, they'll all play somewhere else.
2: That's the um, depressing part. We haven't yeah. had an ace since Mike Messina. Mike Messina was I, the last ace the Orioles had. Think about that. And
1: John Means is all right, but he's hurt now, right? Six. Didn't John Means just have Tommy John?
2: John, yeah, John Means that Tommy John, but he's not an ace, though, is he? I, I know, like but games. you know,
1: you don't know with these young guys, they could have a couple seasons, but like a true, you know, guy that you're willing you know to give I, a fat second you know contract a, to.
0: You know what I love about my show? We talk, We went from talking about Gerard's new movie coming out of dress code. To John and Means we're talking and, about,
1: and Adley Rushman.
0: Now we're talking about a, 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 a chicks that Chris knows oh, I from wish Columbia I wish we would have
1: talked about Adley Rushman and John and Means And now we're talking about a episode.
0: shitty... A, a catcher that no one gives a crap about in the Baltimore bro, Orioles. Bro, if
1: you buy, if you go into like a MLB baseball uh, card break, the Orioles are one of the highest teams in that because of Adley Rushman cards, trust me. Yeah. Everybody knows about Adley Rushman.
0: Everybody. Yeah. Okay.
1: Everybody knows about
0: the movie beer league. I mean, will you stop it now? Uh, Adley <laughs> Rushman. The hell kind of name is that? Um, all right. Just listen, man. You Well, you might listen, John, you might as well stay with us. We're almost done with the show. Uh, uh, listen, I want to give a shout out to Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 121 South Main Street, Forked River, New Jersey. That's Forked River, New Jersey. It sounds like I'm saying something else. 609-489-4286. You got to go check this place out. It's down by LBI. They're a little north of LBI. They got 7 million TV sets. They got my father's pictures hanging on the wall. Big NFL bar, big Steeler bar, big Rutgers bar and Penn State bar. They got karaoke, they got beer pong, indoor, outdoor, darts, the whole bit. My buddy Tommy owns it. He's a jerk-off buddy of mine. It's a cool place. The food is phenomenal. Go to the Pine Tar Bar and Grill at pintarbargrill.com. Now, Chris, I know you haven't been keeping up with House of Dragons, and I've been kind of bashing it, but let me tell you, I'm not going to give anything away. The last three episodes, bro, it got hot. I, I, I was like, why am I watching? This show stinks, right? And all of a sudden, the last three, I'm totally hooked. And the last two were awesome. Uh, started getting the dragons doing shit now. So it was awesome. Um, totally hooked, totally in. Um, that, that show, The Watcher, I, I started to fast forward through that. I, that show didn't work for me, even though it takes place near us, uh, Westfield. Um, but there's other big news. On November 19th and 20th, In downtown Oakland, New Jersey, Jimmy Palumbo is reprising his role in the King Center production of The Nutcracker alongside star Natalie Palumbo. That's right, kids. My daughter has a small part in The Nutcracker and she wanted her dad to be in The Nutcracker and I have even a smaller part in The Nutcracker. But you know... I dominate the stage. You can't keep your eyes off me when I'm dancing way in the background. Uh, A nice little spin move I have. So I will be performing in the Nutcracker for the second year in a row in downtown at Indian Hills High School on November 19th and 20th, Saturday night, and two shows Sunday. Looking forward to that. Of course, I'm just teasing. I am in the Nutcracker. It's my daughter's dance thing. It's going to be fun. But I had to at least announce it. Uh, you know, uh, I was able to work out the contract details of my contract for the Nutcracker. And uh, probably there'll be a huge giant game that Sunday. I'll be on stage dancing while the giants are trying to not be six and six. But
1: uh, listen, yeah, I think that, uh, the the, the, the end is near. The Giants enjoy know, it now. you said
0: it last week. I want you the last I two stand weeks, I stand by it. I stand
1: by it. And everything I said was true. They got carved up. Uh, uh, they can't stop the run still. Like, it's just not a recipe for winning football. I get it. The stretch. I cannot one. buy it. I do really like their coach, though. Got to admit that. And, uh, I, I head I think coach. The Giants, he can coach anywhere, and they'll the be Giants
0: better. Are, Giants are fun to watch. And so that's it. Well, my prediction that... Rutgers and Daniel don't Jones mulling.
1: sucks, by the way. He still he sucks. I don't know want you to get that he's twisted. So yes, wrong. he he's absolutely so sucks.
0: Chris, he's got no we'll one to throw out. to. He's throwing to fire hydrants. That's how well they're covered. Please. Anyway, it's because your Packers are on my stinks list. But anyway, we'll talk about that
1: another time. You're on your stinks list at this point. they
0: are on the Stop. good list. All right, everybody. Listen, Gerard, thanks for sitting in the last few minutes here and having some fun. I wish you the best. Let's keep in touch. matter of fact, me and you have a little business meeting. I think we're going to have it tomorrow or Thursday. We're going to yep. talk about sauce because me and uh, Gerard may have some business to deal with in the business of show. That's my show. Good night, everybody. Um, guys, hang on a second after I just shut this off. All right, guys. Jimmy Palumbo Show, show number 85, signing off. It's Johnny Misley Day here. Jimmy.